Welcome to episode number six of Entrepreneur Iowa. I'm your host, Dan Tooker. And just a little about me, I'm uh, currently the sales manager and director of digital sales for the Des Moines Radio Group here in Des Moines. We're right across from Sculpture Park. Come by and say hi. I also own my own business as well. It's called Franchising Done Right. And what we do is we help budding entrepreneurs like yourself uh, find their next opportunity through franchising. We also help uh, a lot of displaced executives right now. So feel free to check us out at FranchisingDoneRight.com. As usual, our guest was recorded at an earlier date. Enjoy. The business owner of OPA, John. John, welcome. So nice to be on the show today. Well, we're glad to have you on. And uh, John, you guys are over in Clock Tower Square. Yes, sir. We're at uh, 2800 University Avenue, suite number 450, facing University Avenue at the Clock Tower. Awesome. And uh, you guys are a new business there. When did you open up there? Uh, we opened up the, uh, it was September 3rd. So we're a little over, uh, what, two months now. So you guys opened up in COVID. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, uh, that's right. You know, it's been a, a little challenging. It's nothing like before. Uh, I will say it was uh, just a couple of months, but we were the old Yanni's up in Newton. Mm -hmm. So we've uh, been in this business quite some time. Uh, originally started in West Des Moines. Now we're back home. Really, it's it's been quite a time. But uh, hey, you gotta you gotta love it. it's business, right? Absolutely. So we're gonna get back to that. You know, we usually start this out the same way, and the the reason why is because we like to get a little background about you, where you came up from, where you grew up, and about your family. Where's your family entrepreneurs, restaurant owners? Uh, that's right. Both uh, my father and uncle for quite some time uh, started the business back in two thousand one. Okay, and they started it out in West Des Moines. Uh, yes, sir. And it was Yanni's then. And then why did they go to Newton? Uh, well, uh, father, uh, back in 2009, uh, then started business in his own country, Ecuador. Mm -hmm. And uh, finally came back and is now currently a U.S. citizen. And uh, really, back in 2015, we, we wanted something new. And uh, we really started looking around for an area and luckily there was a spot up in newton that really was going to give us um, a, a new perspective of things and it changed the way that the restaurant operated uh both in west Des moines and ankeny uh, newton has always been a little different and it's a smaller town and so uh, we changed it up completely and started brand new 2015 with a brand new corporation and uh made our way there for about six years Okay. And then what was the decision to move from, you know, Newton to West Des Moines and of all times to open up during COVID? Yes, sir. Uh, well, uh, it, it really it was based on the location. Uh, Newton is a great city. Uh, we really grew to love it. It was just not a good fit for us. The unit uh, was a little torn down and uh, trying to work with the landlord. It didn't seem like it was ever going to get remodeled. And so we uh, being from Des Moines, uh, all of my family living here in the Des Moines, in the Des Moines area, it just uh, was a lot more convenient rather than having to drive up to Newton every day for about 45 minutes back and forth. 
Yeah, absolutely. I've, I've driven that drive many of times. Um, <laughs> yeah. I helped out uh, Hanson directories for a period of time. So I know that drive very well. That is, uh, especially in the winter, uh, it oh. can be a, a bit trying. Now, Opa is, you know, a, an Italian Greek food restaurant. Is that what um, Yanni's was? Uh, that's right. Yanni's gave, actually, it was a classier feel back uh, before 2015. Uh, we decided to take the same theme up to Newton, and it was not working. Yeah, I could see that. And obviously, us, uh, me, me and my father, we put something together and, and changed the swing of things, introduced new items, made everything uh, fit within the community's budget, and it worked. And uh, then late 2019, we said, you know what? Des Moines probably needs a spot like this. And hence why... We started rolling everything out beginning, uh, or sorry, end of uh, 2019, early 2020, uh, signed our lease and uh, started the, really started the rolling the bowl a little here and uh, changed everything up for us. Uh, of course, like you mentioned, COVID then hit and uh, it actually hit us a couple weeks after we signed our lease. And it was probably the most scariest time of our uh, you know, of our history here, uh, you know, with everything else that was going on, but it really questioned what the process was going to look like to open OPA. But you know something, as a business owner, we took it as a way to help improve the restaurant and reach out to those in the Des Moines area and show others how we're accepting of this change during this time. And what better way than, than to show everyone by really rebranding the name, changing yeah. everything up. Everyone is changing both, I mean, towards the end of last year and now this year, and who knows what 2021 will bring. But what better way to show everyone than changing it up? You know, you bring up a really good point because I always say that COVID has really thinned out the herd, right? If you were somebody that was struggling in business, in pre-COVID, you might not, I hate to say this, might not need to be in business anymore. I mean, if you're struggling to make payroll, you know, month after month after month after month, I, I think COVID was a real wake-up call for a lot of people. And for you guys, you saw it as an opportunity. Um, and, you know, uh, we had um, somebody on that opened a bar during COVID. I mean, imagine trying to open up a bar, not a restaurant, a bar. Um, so I think that's a really unique perspective and it shows what kind of drive you guys have so how has it been i mean you pretty much had to open up and do curbside from the get-go right that's right i mean it hasn't been an easy road i think the biggest question for everyone uh, starting a business or having a business with covid around the big question is how do you get someone in your door um, I would say right now it's a 50-50. We get 50% diners and 50% carryout, whereas in the past, carryout was not as high. And with COVID, uh, even for lunch, I, I think lunch and dinner, which one is, is really harder to get people in the door for? I'd say it's lunch. Uh, with businesses all working from home still, right? how do you get a person to come in for lunch? Dinner is completely different. But the point is, at this point in time, and with everything you know going on, it's becoming easier. It feels like our new normal. And 
yeah, it's been it's been a little tough, but the restaurant is doing great. And word of mouth and uh, having us do what we've done for the past 15, 20 years, um, I think we're heading in the right direction and hoping that this current situation that everyone is in is not a permanent thing. Right. You know, this will air after the election, right? As it is right now, the election is tomorrow. This will air next week sometime. So one interesting thing I had, one interesting conversation I had with a business owner was that as a business owner myself, I look at the economy, right? I look, is the economy good? Is the economy bad? Are there layoffs going to happen? I look at the economy. It's, It's the bottom line. But I was talking to a business owner and what he gave me a perspective on the election was that for a restaurant or a bar, you're looking at the candidates a little bit different and how they're going to handle COVID because that will affect your economy. Because the the, the flat point is, is um, and, and I'm not trying to get political, but people think that if Biden is elected, that COVID will end quicker. If Trump is elected, COVID will continue, but there is less likely of a shutdown. Has that entered your mind, or are you just trying to roll forward and just kind of barrel through with it, whatever happens? Sure. I, I Personally, politics is politics, and in the restaurant business, unfortunately, it does all tie together, not just a restaurant, but right. I mean, everyone's business here in the United States. Uh, of course, uh, whether one or the other party wins, uh, uh, we're going to be impacted anyways. Uh, I, really, with everything that's gone on this year, next year, just based on the information that we have and the predictions, it's going to keep happening regardless of who's elected. It could be one uh, changes things up a little earlier than the other one would have, but we're still going down that same direction. Yeah, I just uh, I saw a statistic that I believe and Heath will correct me at the end of the podcast if I'm wrong, but uh, France has just announced that they're getting ready to shut down on Thursday. So this is very much like you said, it's following the pattern that, I mean, Italy got hit again. It's definitely following the pattern. Now, are you preparing for that or are you just trying to keep it status quo? Because I think that, you know, when this all happened, it was kind of like chickens with their head cut off. It, it, It just happened. And and now it's like everybody's kind of waited on bated breath. When is it? Okay, when I I think it might happen then, or I think it might happen. How are you dealing with that? Well, I like to look at it as it being our new normal, just like smartphones. Right when smartphones first came out, it was a complete mess. Everyone was asking questions. It was brand new, and so with COVID, over time we have also progressed as a community. Uh, you know, the United States, the whole world on how to approach the situation. So to me, to my family, it's I'm, we're hoping it's not a completely new normal, but it's something that we over time have prepared for. You think this is going to be a three to five year deal? I, I sure hope not. Based on, like you used previously, statistics and, and listening to the CDC and following up with the media, predictions don't show that and sure hoping not because uh, if that's the case, uh, this new normal, I'm really not seeing it uh, you know, last that long. And if it does, I don't know where we, along with other restaurants, like you said, bars, uh, 
different businesses where we'll be at that point. So I, I think you're looking at this the right way. I think you're really educated about how you're running your business. I think that's it's brilliant. It's terrifying, but it's brilliant. You know, when you look at um, takeout compared to just dining in, um, when you talk about a new normal, I think that takeout is now going to be a major part in people's lives. That's right. And, you know, how do you have someone take advantage of that? Spread the word, have a, an, a nice uh, online e-commerce page that's going to get those online sales dragging up, uh, offer really good promotions, and offer them what uh, you're really good at. And for us, that's both Italian and Greek food. I want to talk about that, okay? Italian Greek food. That doesn't seem to me. Now, again, I'm a left-handed <laughs> dyslexic guy from Baker's Corner, Indiana, where, you know, if we could spend $5 and get, you know, 10,000 calories, that's what we were going to do. But how does Italian and Greek food go together? Are there a lot of the same ingredients? Is there a method to the madness, or is it just food that you like to make? Well, that's a really great question. Um both my father and uncle came up uh, down from New York. Uh, one worked a lot with Greeks and one with Italians. Really? Uh, what part of New York? It was the Bronx. Oh, okay. It was the Bronx, uh, uptown, obviously downtown, uh, all, all in that same state, right? All around. But uh, over time, um, really, they moved on and, and uh, learned more about their own food as well, Ecuadorian food. Uh, my father makes huge selection of Ecuadorian food that's just delicious. I wish we had more of that in the metro, but we don't. And uh, believe it or not, it was something that we also talked about when wanting to change things up. We used OPA as a way to bring excitement back down to the metro, but we were this close from opening up a brand new Ecuadorian restaurant with a, with a brand new name. Uh, this close, and, and we didn't, but I, I'd be curious to know where that would have taken us. Well, there's always, uh, you know, after this is a huge success, there's always that, right? Yeah, that's right. You don't have enough on your plate. Yeah, and you know what? Father and uncle were, as well as all my other family, really, they're all entrepreneurs, and they sat down and, and knew that they could open up a restaurant and did it in 2001, brought two minds together and combined Italian and Greek. Seasonings are not the same. They're all really different. If I had to pick one or the other, I'd probably stick with the Italian side because it was only pasta, steaks, and and a few other things. It wasn't all that complicated. I'm sure, I'm sure your margin is better too. <laughs> that that and I was kind of tired of layering the the baklava. It was uh, on the Greek side. It was just taking too much time. Yeah, well, that no, that just gets in your skin, right? <laughs> day and night, day and night, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> but you always smell good. You always hey, that's smell right. Good. The uh, traditional gyro meat that we use, the lamb meat on the Greek side, it's phenomenal. It's um, really something that can change a gyro. It can make it either taste really, really good, or you could be using a pre-sliced meat that just doesn't give it that same taste. Well, you have a really awesome setting there, and it's a, a really good date type restaurant it's a really good if you have to do uh business lunch uh there's really a, a good opportunity there 
Uh, there's plenty of room for social distancing. Uh, you have a nice little bar in there if you, you know, want to go in there and, and, and catch a ball game and have some really, really good food. So you guys have done a, just a, a super, super job with it. So again, it's uh, OPA. It's at uh, Clock Tower Square in West Des Moines. Um, what are you right next to? What would be? We're uh, facing University Avenue, right next to the UPS store, and okay. uh, right across from the Tire Plus. Uh, really, look for the big red sign, OPA. That's O P A. It means excitement. It's uh, just really something that we're uh, just starting, but we're not new at it, folks. So you'll have to come out, give us a shot, uh, order some saganaki, light it on fire with us, and yell OPA. Nice. Um, couple of last questions. What is one thing that you would tell a budding entrepreneur? Uh, like yourself, what 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 is one really solid piece of advice? Well, I would say just don't be scared. Get out there and do what you need to do. If something is not working, what can you do to make it better? You shouldn't give up, especially during this time. I don't think that I've ever had such a challenging time trying to open up a restaurant, and there was days and nights that I really 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 wanted to give up but i kept pushing myself and i had the right support um but really if there's anything you need to know it's just uh if you fall get back up try harder and uh see where it takes you i love just it don't give up i love it uh what are one or two things that would uh, surprise us about your business or industry Sure. Uh, I feel like nowadays just everyone seems to pre-order things and not want to put their time and effort into showing what they what their hands can do. Um, like I mentioned, the baklava, it, it's tough, but it's made with heart. The tiramisu that we offer is pure ladyfingers that are made at the restaurant. Unlike other Italian joints that uh, have decided to just save some time and cut those things out, mm-hmm. For us, it's really the homemade food that's made at the restaurant and all of the ingredients that we use to provide this to our guests. Um, I, I really, I, I love to go out and eat, and I feel like sometimes I just don't get enough of that. And uh, having a home-style cooked dinner or lunch uh, at a very reasonable price grabs my attention. I love it. You know, one thing I noticed with Italian, and I'm not a huge Italian you know, connoisseur, you know, there's some people that just really love Italian, but what I'm kind of an Italian snob. I like it really good. I don't want it, you know, fabricated, if that makes sense. So, you know, people are like, well, you can go to X place and only spend $40. I'm okay spending 120 Hmm. if it's really good. You know what I mean? And I think that, I think Italian food is everybody can make it, Anybody can throw spaghetti in a, a bowl or and, and anybody can make it, but to make it really, really, really good as a craft. And I think that's why a lot of your higher end restaurants are really good Italian restaurants. Sure. Am I on the mark there? Or am I wrong? No, I, I would agree. Um, there's also been other restaurants that do offer probably, I'd say, a little bit better and is not completely overpriced in a way. And uh, personally, I put us in that same market where we're offering a high quality end, but giving the average price of what it should cost and not trying to 
take more from our guests. We, we want to offer a good quality product at a very reasonable price. And so it's a hit or miss. You're right. There are restaurants that offer the same type of uh, ravioli, right? Uh, freshly made, but it's uh, maybe not the same. And uh, you run into those and, and that's okay. What uh, is the most gratifying part of being a business owner? I think the pride that one takes in after seeing what you did with the place. Um, just to be a little bit more clear, I walked into this building and I told myself every day I imagined how it would look. And every day that it beat me down, I just turned around and looked at the place and said, this is what it's going to look like. And now two months down the road, I look back at everything after leaving the restaurant and I smile because I never thought I'd see it the way that I'm seeing it today. And it's beautiful to see because it was something that a company didn't put that together for us. It wasn't just friends and family. It was me and my father and a few other people that really sat down, put the whole concept together and said, this is what it's going to look like. And today, both me and him were very proud. There's nothing that we would change within the restaurant. You speak very highly of your, your father and your uncle. What are some other uh, businesses that you've worked with locally that you're like, man, they're doing it right. They, they have that entrepreneur spirit that we're talking about, and you feel that they're just doing it right, whether it's somebody that fixed your car or if it's somebody in another industry. Well, uh, family business, MSS Audio, he's a family, really. They're all great mechanics. Uh, cousin Edwin Ochoa does a really good job with his customers and also hosts uh, and talks a lot. So he does a lot of, talks a lot uh, for uh, the Des Moines drivers. Obviously, it's the those that, um, what would you say, like with DUIs and, and all that installed in the cars and whatnot, but I'm really proud of them. They also started business back in the 2000s and are still currently in business. Um, Coco and Nini's, it's a restaurant located in Carlisle. He does a great job with his customers and uh, I've grown to know him and his family. Um, they do one heck of a job and they serve Italian food too. And as you can see, so do we. Uh, nothing to do between the two, but we're great friends and uh, if you're ever in the area, uh, it's a great spot to stop. Again, that's in Carlisle and, and a huge entrepreneur. I'm, I'm so, uh, for being so, uh, you know, we're not completely the same age, but uh, I look up to him and I hope to be uh, like him as well someday too. All right. John, thanks so much, man. You did a great job. I really enjoyed speaking with you today. Hey Dan, thanks a lot. Thanks again for listening to Entrepreneur Iowa. If you know of somebody that would be a great guest on our podcast, feel free to reach out to me personally. My phone number is 515-443-4885. Again, 515-443-4885. Again, I'm Dan Tooker. Thanks for listening. You can get this podcast on the Des Moines Radio Group website. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or iTunes. We'll catch you next time.